What is it like living in Mexico? I mean, I told you, I mean, this is the purpose of this episode is to share what it's like as a Mexican living in Mexico, not some some gringo living in Mexico, but somebody's life. Like, what is it really like to live in Mexico? Okay, we can talk about this. Are you sure? Are you sure that's yes. something you'd like to do? You're not nervous or anything? A little bit, but it'll be okay. Okay, let's jump right into this then. Bringing you under the sombrero from the eyes of an American and a Mexican, sharing a fresh perspective of Mexico. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm I'm disappointed that you didn't say, "Hey, Andrew," or "Hello, Andrew." Sorry. <laughs> cool. sorry. It's like my favorite part of like us introducing ourselves in the beginning, like saying, "What's up, man? What's up?" What's going What's up, on, Andrew? What are you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> all, all is good here. All is good. I, I can't complain. How about how about you? How's things been going? I'm good. I'm good. Just happy or I'm excited for another episode with you. Why are you so excited? Because this is a, a new journey and I want to create this project. I think it's something really cool that we're creating in the process and the new things both of us learned through this because I'm sure we're going to learn a lot of a lot of new things around Mexico itself having everybody and all of our friends on here so I'm I'm definitely excited too no doubt yeah we, we feel the same and I want you to be here in Mexico so we can go to many places around the city or to some Uh, states or cities here in mexico i mean if that's the plan you already know i'm down it's just a matter of time with, with the pandemic and everything i think maybe at the start of next year i'll i'll definitely be there and we can finally start recording in person and know each other in person but let's get into this so i know you were born in in mexico city but Did you grow up in Mexico City? Yeah, I was born here in Mexico City, but I grew up in, in another place. It's really close to Mexico City. It's the state of Mexico. You were born in Mexico City. Did you ever actually live in, in Mexico City at some point? Or did your parents just move you to, to the state of Mexico right away? Was this the closest hospital? or? Well, the the thing here is that my my family was living really close to Mexico City and there was a hospital where my mom she was working and and so it was easier that I was born at that place that's the reason but this is is so close so, sometimes you you don't see the the border between the the city and and the state i'm sure a lot of people don't don't really know that Like, if, as you know, there's 32 states in Mexico. And then there's an actual state in Mexico called, if you translate it, Estado de Mexico, the state of Mexico. <laughs> sounds a little sounds a little redundant, but that's, that's kind of like how it is, no? Yes, that's right. There is a state. In another place, it's really close to Mexico City. It's the state of Mexico. And what what was it like growing up in in the state of Mexico? How long how long were you there for approximately? Well, I, I was living in Mexico. Well, in in the state of Mexico for for around 
yes, eight years. No, I live in Me in the state of Mexico for eight years. Then Are you my sure? yes, I'm sure, and totally sure. Then my dad, my brother, and I we moved to the state of Veracruz to that town that I've been talking a lot, Guatepec. Okay, so the state of Mexico a bit with you. What was it like growing up there? What what things were there to do? What did you do in in your childhood? Well, in in that place, all my family, my extended family, was living there. My cousins, my uncles, aunts, mm -hmm. and it was so great, or it was amazing that I had the opportunity to to go every weekend and it had fun with all my relatives and also there was a, a park over my house and I could go there and when I was little my parents they took me to some places in Mexico City some museums some festivals to the Zócalo Chapultepec and other places so it was um, uh, a good, I had a, a good childhood. I would definitely agree with that from the things that, that you're telling me. It sounds like you have like a bag full of, of good memories and, and everything through, through your entire childhood. Would you say like, what would you say like is your favorite memory? Was there something that sticked out to you? Like, man, oh man, like this one time I did this and it was amazing, like something I'll, I'll never forget. Well, I remember that that because my brother, he's a year older than me. Mm -hmm. We used to play a lot when my grandma took us to to church. Canicas? So, Did you play canicas? <laughs> we play canicas, we play many things, but... All the time, my, my brother and I, we were playing a lot. And so I can remember playing soccer. I think Americans, you say soccer instead of football. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, the British say football, though. Yeah. <laughs> football. Football. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I can remember that. Well, and having fun. And also, during weekdays, I was going to school. And on weekends, I was excited to go to discover something new. Um, I remember a festival or a, a show, a, an event called Disney on Ice. Did you perform? Were you in the show? Unfortunately, not. I couldn't because I was so young. You didn't try to sneak on the ice or anything? That didn't work? I wish I could. <laughs> but Maybe I... you, weren't, you weren't thinking like that back then, were you? Maybe who knows? But I remember those times because my 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 mom and my dad they took us to to some places in 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 the city. Well, we uh -huh. say the city to Mexico City. It's pretty neat that you had these experiences. Um, I don't know how long Disney on Ice has been around, but we have this Disney on Ice here. I've never I've never been to it, but. I heard it's a, it's a good experience and and everything. Did you have many opportunities to go to to Mexico City, um, like per month? Was it something normal? Like you would go like once a month because you told me like you went to Castillo de Chapultepec and and different places. Was it 
was it normal just to go pretty often or maybe all weekends my, my my parents took me to mexico city to chapultepec still chapultepec and other places but i'm jealous yeah it, it was so fine because I can remember that because everything was new for, for me at that moment. Mm-hmm. Especially as a kid and everything, like, it's like, there's so much to see, so much to explore and new adventures to be had every weekend. It's just like, all right, what are we going to see this weekend? And it's like something really fascinating, something really exciting to be like, okay, I wanted to see something new this week. I don't know what it is. Was it something like your parents were like this week? They didn't tell you like what it was going to be. It was like a surprise or did you know what you were going to see like that weekend? We usually don't know. Well, I usually <laughs> don't know. They they just say, let's go to that, to some place. And I was amazed for that, an experience that I remember the most. And now I can remember that the first time when I went to the circus it was like magic for me seeing some animals because as you know living in a big city we don't have the opportunity to see animals or elephants giraffes no I understand that was that where was this circus actually held where where did you go to see this yeah th- there was an establishment that has or that that had a, a big field and in that place the circus was oh. so you want me to answer <laughs> i thought you were gonna say something more all good okay <clears throat> kind of like moving on from the circus i i would love to talk to you about the circus the whole time but i think we need to cover other 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 things did you ever feel yeah, like Mona, i wanted to share you something about my childhood and you don't care about that <laughs> What do you want me to say? No, no, no. I I can start I'm, playing I'm with my. Now. <laughs> you want to go? We can stop now. It's okay. No, because we are here to share something with our listeners. So that's and with one. me. <laughs> no, not with you. With our listeners and me, they and I. All right. I I think you can just talk with yourself, and you don't need me here. Okay, hello, Sammy. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. That sounds like the same person to me. There's no no differentiation hello, between man. the two. Hello. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did you ever feel like it was dangerous growing up in in the state of Mexico? Was there ever a time that you're like afraid or you didn't feel safe? I think because I was little, I didn't see all the aspects of living in a a big city or in a big place. Sometimes my my mom and my dad they told me be be careful when you when we go out. They gave me some advice, some tips, some tips, but from Manola. <laughs> but I. I I I don't remember being unsafe when mm-hmm. I was young. So would you say that's generally like during the time you grew up was it wasn't something you needed to think about? Is this something just be careful and and what you did? What were like some of the tips that your parents told you? Do you remember? 
Yes, I think all Mexican parents, they usually say to their kids, don't talk with strangers. Be mm -hmm. careful when you are walking on street, something like that. And because there is this public transportation called the metro. Mm -hmm. So it's a comment that because you are moving into the transportation and you are going into uh, the metro, sometimes because there is a lot of people and so, some people, they, they, they don't go inside the, the, the train or the metro. And so they told me, if we go into the metro and you can be there, don't move, we'll come back for you. And I was afraid. I, I think I, I, I wasn't afraid of living in Mexico City, but I was afraid being missing. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid, but <laughs> that happens. Well, that that was a, a fear that I had. I think that's kind of like a common fear that we all have when growing up, getting separated from our parents when we're only a, a few years old. That I feel like that's... <laughs> That's probably a lot of kids' worst nightmare to to have something like that. I know you told me there was a story though. It's a quite interesting story. I, I think our everybody would like to hear. I wouldn't mind hearing it again. Do you really want to hear the story? <laughs> Why are you asking me? It's your story. Why would you ask me if you want to share your own story? Does it that doesn't make sense? I don't know. Come on, let it out, man. <laughs> Spit it out. Say I'm, it, don't spray it. I'm getting afraid now. <laughs> yeah. How old are you? 84 years old? No. <laughs> yeah, now I'm, I'm 84. But at that Keep moment, drinking water, man. I, it's I working. Was, I was um, eight years old. Eight? Uh -huh. Ten. Ten. Ten years old. I was living in... Well, I was visiting my my grandma in, in the state of Mexico and it was at night. I was watching uh, a movie with my brother and suddenly rang the, the fan. So, was it the Hashling slasher? No. Oh. It was a sound like ring, ring, <laughs> a Mexican sound. And I said, good. <laughs> That means bueno. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just say hello, and, uh -huh. and uh, a mysterious voice said, "Is there your mom or, or your dad, kid?" How did the voice sound? Like something. Was it deep or a deep voice in this way? Uh -huh. Hey, kid, is there your mom? Is there your dad? Uh -huh. And I said, "We're calling." And they said, I, I want to talk with your father or your mother. And I said, mm -hmm. uh, give me a second. But they immediately said, uh, no, uh, be, pay attention, kid, because in, in the next few days, somebody of your family is going to be kidnapped. Mm. Oh, man. And I was, oh, my God. 
I, I, did, I didn't know how to react. I, I was in shock. And, and I, I was, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. So sure. I'm getting afraid now uh -huh. because I can remember that moment. And so I was thinking a lot about this. I immediately ran to see my father and my sure. mom and I told them just what had happened seconds ago. And, and they say, said, no, nah, don't be worried. It's just somebody who's trying to frighten kids. That night, do you even remember? I mean, obviously, I think we would all do the same thing around that age. We'd, we'd tell our parents right away and what had just happened. That's a pretty traumatic experience to have, I would say. And in addition to that, like, did you even, were you even able to sleep that night? Or how long did these fears last for, you think? Did it, like, affect you for a long time? Or Yeah, I remember that that night I couldn't sleep. I couldn't. And in the next few days, all the time with my father and my mom, they go outside home I was afraid it was so I was in shock because I was thinking no that thing that that voice said is gonna happen today mm -hmm. yeah it was a, a really bad experience that I lived through when I was a, a kid it's totally understandable. I don't think um, all of us have experiences quite like that one. And obviously, you can still remember it quite clearly after. I won't mention how many years after, since you're always a little bashful about your, your young age of 84. But you did you moved at, at some point, no? Like, um, you didn't stay your whole life in, in uh, the state of Mexico, no? You moved. When did you move? Yeah, we moved to Cuatepec when I was eight years old. But you were 10 when you were in Mexico. Yeah, it, well, it, it, it was because I was living in, in Cuatepec, but we usually visited my, my grandma. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so I when that happened, I didn't want to go back to, or to come back to Mexico. That was it. That yeah. was it. Yeah. I, I, Get I, me out of here. <laughs> I want to stay in Cuatepec. <laughs> I, I, I was afraid coming back to, to Mexico City for some some years, I guess. Was your brother afraid during this time too, or was it just you? It it was just me. Uh huh. Did he ever like tease you or anything, or was he cool about it? He didn't care. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> So what is what was it like? Was it hard moving to to Cuatepec? I know you didn't have the most traditional life after you moved to to Cuatepec. Yeah, there was a big change at that moment because I was living in with all my family, all my extended family was nearby or near my house, and moving to Cuatepec. It was completely different because nobody was living there. Just my father, my brother, and I. My mom, she stayed in 
in Mexico City or in the state of Mexico because she was working. Mm-hmm. And so it was different because he had no friends, he had no family in Coatepec. And it was, it was. Estuvo <laughs> cañón. Yeah, I have no words to describe how it was. It was pretty difficult, basically, what I just said, as you know. <laughs> no, I can imagine that that kind of kind of like shakes up the life that you had before, like being able to visit Mexico City and going to the city and going to like a completely different state on the other side of Mexico near the Gulf of Mexico is a completely different experience. What was the reason for, for moving to Coatepec? Without what? my mom. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> the rock of the family. Right. Uh-huh. What was it? What was the reason? Why did you why did you guys move to Coatepec? Because my family, well, my dad, he he wanted to have uh, a better life without pollution without all these people that are all the time in a rush and mm-hmm. we have we had a house in Coatepec so they decided that it was going to be a good option to move to a, a better place like Coatepec which is a small town so calm basically that's why he more or less wanted to like have you guys settle down like have somewhere like that you could say like more sustainable to live in kind of thing i guess yes we can say that so how long i mean it it probably took a lot of uh dedication and and everything and self-willpower for your mom to stay working in in mexico and everything the state of mexico sorry (laughs) What what is like how long did she she do that for and how often did you actually get to see your mom? For around three years. She was Oof. working in, in well, she was li- she was living in, in the state of Mexico, but she was working in Mexico City. But hmm. every single weekend she was traveling to Guatepec to to stay with us. For, for around two years <laughs> that's crazy she so she took like would that be like five or six hour bus ride every weekend to to visit you guys or basically yeah because she was traveling at night um, mm-hmm. on friday's night from mexico city to Coatepec. And she was coming back on Sunday's night, just for around five, six hours. Did you, I know that's probably not the best question, but did you understand like what was going on at that point of your life? Like, did you kind of understand why your mom was doing these things or was it just kind of all confusing for you at this time in your life? I think because I was a, uh, a kid, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. 
them, but I was sometimes I, I was angry because I wanted to to be with my mom. I wanted to be with my Chilangos friends. <laughs> what are Chilangos? Remind our, our friends again. <laughs> Chilangos? Uh-huh. Chilango means uh, a person who lives in Mexico City. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. When did you like like realize um, like wow? I can't I can't believe like the things like my mom did for us like growing up when did it like hit you and be like wow this is amazing what the sacrifice that that she made and everything yeah I think uh, uh, at some point in my life when I was maybe 10 or 11 years old I could see that and then I understand what my mom she was doing because it wasn't okay traveling all weekends you sometimes i'm i'm so tired mm-hmm. just doing nothing here in mexico city so i can't imagine traveling all the year to see your kids right is that pretty typical of like uh, a mexican family to do have a uh, either the the husband or the wife working somewhere far away and having to travel back home? Maybe not. No. Maybe not. Maybe just like an hour if you're working in the city or hour, two hours or it's not so typical. I think now just living in, in big cities, traveling for one, two hours is, is normal. I don't like that style of life. I prefer just taking some minutes from my home to my job. Clarinetes cuentes. Okay, very good. <laughs> I think that that pretty much wraps up today's episode. Thank you for letting me hear like a little more in depth to your your childhood and everything about things that some things I already knew, but some things were were completely new to to me. And I think it's good to to share these things and kind of give everybody like a well more or blah can't talk a more well rounded experience of what it's like living in Mexico. Yeah, you're welcome. Anything else? No, I just want to say that it's 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 fine sharing my life with with you and all our friends that are listening to this episode and yeah i'm thankful that you for having this time with you i can't agree with you more it's definitely very insightful and no i appreciate this opportunity you're giving us by by sharing what it's like as a young man living in mexico but you can follow us at all social medias at under the sombrero and that's it for for today's podcast i'm andrew from we don't say that that doesn't Doesn't matter matter. (laughs) no i'm andrew and i'm semi from mexico from mexico goodbye bye
Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com. Looking for a way to make online learning a better option for your family? When it comes to virtual learning, experience matters. Tuition-free K-12-powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of experience to work for you, giving your child the personalized learning they deserve without disruptions. With a K-12-powered school, students gain the skills they need to be prepared for their next steps in life, building a better future for each one of us. K-12, education for any one. Learn more at k12.com.